And uh, this, this um, morning, you know, I, we are on the Arrival series. We are on the Arrival series and uh, this is a, a really anticipating Christmas Day in this next four weeks, you know, in the last, sorry, since last Sunday and then the next, in the, in the two more weeks to come, we are going to be on this arrival series anticipating the birth of Jesus and also remembering what Christmas is all about. Now, you know, are um, anticipating gifts for Christmas because last year when we had Christmas, we were having a, a lockdown at that time. We couldn't even gather with our friends. We couldn't have any meals together. So, you know, we hardly had any gift exchange. But this year, it looks like there will be a possibility for some small gatherings with the SOPs in place and you can gather with family and friends even for Christmas. So, I want to ask you, okay, all of you who are online right now, what if, if there are no limitations, okay, if there are no limitations, there's no budget restraint, there's no border restraints, there is no limitations whatsoever, okay, what, what would you want to receive for Christmas? What gift do you want to receive for Christmas, okay? Type it in the chat right now, you know, whatever it is, just type, you'll never know. Young people, your parents could be reading this. It could be a hint, hint for them, you know. Or, or, you know, somebody special could be reading this and it could give them an idea of what to get for you. So come on, just begin to type in that chat right now. What do you, what would you like to receive for Christmas this year? Go on, go on, just go, just for the fun of it and just, you know, just get, keep the buzz going even in the chat, right, for Christmas. This year, this morning, I just have a message as well about the gift. And this gift is a very special gift because this gift has a gift within. How many of you have received presents where it is a gift, then you open it and you're like, alamak, it's not the gift yet, you know, because there are several layers and then you, go, you open it up, you unwrap it and then there is another box and then you open it and wrap it up, unwrap it and then there is another layer. So this is the gift within. And look here, I have this gift right here, gift box right here. And we're going to dive into two portions of scripture this morning. And it is found, the first one is found in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 to 7. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 to 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Wow. This is a messianic, a prophetic, a proclamation from, by the prophet Isaiah many, many, many years ago, even before Jesus was born. And, this, and I love this verse because when you read this verse, it points to no other than Jesus. You don't think of anyone else. You don't think of, of uh, uh, any other characters. The moment you read this verse, the first person that comes to your mind is the Messiah. The first person that comes to your mind is Jesus. And that is testimony that, you know, of, of his coming and of, this, of his birth. So, and he, if God says here, it says here in Isaiah chapter 9, it says here, unto us a, a son is given. Gave us his only begotten son. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. He gave. He gave. 
his begotten son to us. And that son's name is the source of all peace. He is the prince of peace. And now, this was on earth. 2,000 years ago, we celebrated, his, we celebrated his birth on Christmas Day. But just before he was taken and he was crucified, he called his disciples together and when they had their last moments together, Jesus gave this last instruction to them. How many of you know when a person is at their deathbed or if they know that they are, not, they are no, no longer going to be around any longer, when they give those instructions, they are really deep instructions from their heart and from their spirit. So Jesus called his disciples around and he gave them this instruction and it's found in John chapter 14, verse 27. Jesus, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Don't let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And these are Jesus' words just before he was taken. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Only the source of peace is able to give you peace. So within this remember, the Father gave us his Son, which is the Prince of Peace before going on the cross, told his disciples, I give you the gift of peace. I give you the gift of peace. And that's what I would like to share this morning about the arrival. And it talks in anticipation and looking forward to what Jesus has done. Let's remember the peace that he brings, the gift that he brings to each and every one of us. You know, Jesus owns everything. God owns everything. He created the heavens and the earth. He could have given anything. He could have proclaimed anything upon the disciples or anything upon us. But why was it so important that he gave nothing but gave us peace? Just before his crucifixion, he says, I leave you with peace. I give you peace. Why not say, you know, happiness I give with you. Happiness I give to you. Why not say wealth I give to you. Wealth I leave with you. Yet he didn't. He said, peace I leave with you. Peace I give to you. And there was a reason why peace was given. Because firstly, some things are lost. Some things have been taken from us. Peace is a popular word, you know, there's a variety of meanings. It can mean, you know, um, when two countries are at war and they come together and have a peace treaty, you know, and therefore, you know, then they say that they proclaim that there will be no more fighting against between these two countries. That's, uh, that we can peace. And we can say that when two persons have an argument or, you know, husband and wife has an argument and then they come back together and that reconciliation happens and that's, that's peace, you know, peace with each other. And the dictionary also says, you know, it's a state of tranquility and quietness of calmness where everything seems calm when you go to the beach and you see the waves are, are, are you know, the waves are distant, you know, and the wind is blowing at your hair and you're like, you're sitting there, hi, ah, this is peace. But 
Bible, as Pastor Vincent has mentioned, has shared this, you know, even the beginning of the year from our verse, our theme verse, right, about peace. He's talked a lot about shalom. And the word shalom in, in the Hebrew literally means this, completeness, soundness, and welfare. Completeness, soundness, and welfare. It comes from the root word shalom. It comes from the Bible shalom, and it actually means, shalom means make amends or to make whole or complete. So it's like in the Old Testament, in Exodus chapter 22, verse 4, when a person steals or takes his neighbor's ox or sheep, by law, this person is required to restore or to shalom what was taken from his neighbor. So what, if you have taken something from someone, you've stolen something from someone, and in order to restore it, it's calling, asking that person to restore the, or to shalom the other person. So to say that, to, so peace actually means to be in a state of wholeness, of completeness, with deficiency or lack. Without deficiency or lack. How many of you need this kind of peace? A, a place where, where you have no lack, there is no deficiency, you are made whole, you are complete. If that's you, I want you to say, me, type in there, M-E, me, me, because I need it desperately as well. All of us need it desperately in the season where all we are going through so many things. We all need this kind of shalom peace. Because some of us this year, and the last year, and the years before that, Certain things have been taken away from us. Could have been our loved ones. Could have been our job. We've lost our dreams. We've lost our confidence, perhaps. We've lost certain things in our lives. Certain precious people in our lives. One of my leaders just returned from Singapore and I just found out that she lost her father to COVID. We've lost some things. Some things have been taken away. And it's not been easy. Get that. It's not been easy for many of us. And a lot of times, those things that have been taken may not even be restored physically. And that's what makes it so difficult to get through. Because that person that you used to celebrate Christmas this, this Christmas, that person won't be there. When I was 15 years old, my father battled with cancer. And I remember in, this, in his last stage, or the last few weeks in the hospital, the doctors actually came up to us and said, we've done everything and medically. There's nothing more we can do. We can bring him home. He'll probably be able to live for another three to five days. So we made plans to bring him home. And going to school, and I was walking to school, you know, there was, those were the days where it was safe to walk to school. My house was just about one kilometer from school, right? So I walked to and fro from school. And I remember walking home, and at that exact junction, this particular junction, I had this overwhelming feeling, and I said, God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen when my father dies? 15 years old, 
was a very young Christian, and I remember at that particular junction, God's overwhelming presence and peace came over me. You know, there are just defining moments in your life that makes a difference. Your God encounter moments, that defining moment that changes everything. And that was one of those defining moments. And as I was walking back, the presence of God just came over me, and the song that came into my heart was just this. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. And I just cried and cried as I walked home. December 13, 1993. He passed away. That's just about in a week's time. His death anniversary. And that's 28 years ago. And it's the peace of God that has made whole whatever that was insufficient or deficient, whatever lack I felt of not having an earthly father with me. I don't know what you are going through. Maybe some young people who are tuning in here and you're having, your family had some issues. I want you to know God's peace can carry you through. For that parent who is raising your children alone, I want you to know that God's peace, that shalom, can make you whole, can make your family whole, and you will not be deficient or lacking in anything. He has sustained me by His peace. He can give you that wholeness, and He can give you that completeness that only comes from Him and Him alone. Amen. Amen? Come on, just type in the chat, Amen. Secondly, not just some things were taken from us, some things are broken. Some things are broken. So, in the Hebrew, the word is shalom. Very clearly, it says completeness, wholeness, and uh, not lacking in anything. But the word in Greek for peace is mentioned 91 times in the New Testament. In fact, it was mentioned in every book of the New Testament except for one in 1 John. So 26 out of 27 books of the, in the, Old, the New Testament books mention this word peace, which is translated in, in Greek is called irene. Irene, right? Irene. And according to the Strong's dictionary, it actually means one, quietness, and rest. And it comes from the root word, ero. It comes from the word, word ero, which means to join or to tie together into a whole. Tie together, and let me see if there are a few things that are, uh, are a few pieces that are loose. It brings together, it unites it. So peace, in irene, in, in, if you actually put it together, it actually means to 
put bring multiple parts okay basically it means to unite bringing multiple parts together to form a whole or to set it as one again to bring multiple parts together to bring it as a whole to bring it in and make it a whole and unite it and to make it as one again irene for example, when a husband and wife, like I said, you know, they quarrel and they, have, they are angry with each other or something has happened between the two of them and when they come back together, when those pieces, those broken pieces, broken hearts, you know, come back together as one, they have Irene. The peace of God came upon them, you know, and, and Irene has happened. Their broken relationship is made whole. This is the peace that we need because there are broken hearts, there are broken lives, there are broken situations, there are broken relationships. He says he can bring back that peace in our lives. And a lot of times when those things are happening in our lives, we're not able to rest well, we're not able to, because we keep on thinking, you know, how are we ever going, how are we going to face what's good to come? Because everything seems so shattered, everything seems so broken, everything seems so fragmented. But when God's peace comes into our lives, Every fragment, every piece is brought together and he unites it and he makes it back as one. And only God's peace can do that for you and for me. God wants you to know that his Irene is there to help you to see even in the midst of what seems to be so broken and so shattered that you thought that it, you can't, you'll never be able to carry on. You'll never be able to move on to next year perhaps or what's to come in, in the days ahead of you. And it's this peace that in spite of all these things that are happening, you're still able to rest at night fully at peace knowing that God is in control and he is working all things out for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose he holds his power powerful and he is holding all things together while we sleep at night and that's that kind of peace the story of the prodigal son is one that is, always reminds me of this kind of peace there was a broken relationship. When the son demanded for his share of the inheritance, he basically told his, basically, you know, when you take inheritance from your family, it's usually when your father, the father passes away, the head of the house passes away, then only the inheritance is given out. But this guy, he demanded for his portion. It was like as if saying, Dad, I consider you dead. I consider you dead such a harsh 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 thing to do you know and and there was such a, a painful experience for that father to go through the father could have stayed offended the father could have stayed angry the father could have just cut this son off and say useless soy zai. take la you don't ever come back and step into my house again you know that's how it could have happened but something was so supernatural that happened even in this father's heart. More than just forgiveness, the only reason why he could actually forgive was because the Irene, the peace, there was such a peace in his heart. A peace to continue to love this son. A peace to forgive this son. A peace to, to let go of the past. That peace came upon
upon him that when he was in such an and he's such an in anticipation, always looking. Could it? Could this be the day? Could this be the day that my son is coming home? Could this be the day? Because if a person doesn't have this peace, I'm telling you, he would have cut it off immediately. Won't even bother. Won't even bother telling the servants where to keep these his things. Because obviously he had already pre pre prepared. He's so prepared that this son will come home. That when he saw his son, he shouted to his, his servants. He said, go and take out, take out the robe, take out the ring, you know, bring it out here immediately. He didn't have to give instructions, you know, to ex like, ah, please go to the third floor, all right? Open the second cupboard on the left and then it's the third drawer down there. Open and then all his clothes are there. It was all prepared. Everyone knew what to do. The moment he saw the son was running back, he already gave that instruction to bring out the things. And they knew exactly where to get that. The only reason why this father could do something like this was because he had the peace of God in him. Because this Irene, this peace is not just about us receiving peace and being able to sleep at night, but it's also about us acting out in peace to others. So it was not just peace within, but it was also acting out at peace. That's what God commands us to do, to act in peace even to others. When people have offended you, when people have done things to, have bro broken, to break your heart, to break your spirit, to break whatever, God says, act out in peace as well. And that is the peace of God that came upon the Father. And I pray that you and I will have this kind of peace in your heart and in your life as well. That no matter what you go through at the, by the end of this year or by sometime, you know, as we start this year, God will give you that peace and you are able to accept all that has happened and begin to say, God, I choose to let go of that past. Because your peace allows me and gives me that assurance God, you are working things together. You hold all things together. You hold all things together. And we need that peace in our lives. Amen? Amen. So, some things have been taken from us. Some things have been broken. But God's peace is there to give you that assurance that He holds all things together and that we can exercise peace even to those around us. And... Finally, is this peace because we know that some things we can't fix on our own. Some things we can't fix on our own. We like to fix things, right? We, we like to be able to um, uh, be hands-on and to do things, you know. And, you know, like your, if your flush is, is broken at home, you won't immediately call the plumber. I, I mean, most of us won't, lah, right? We'll try and open it up and see if it's, the, if it's a float problem. Is it a what problem? Is it a spring? What, what's going on? You know, so we, uh, we will be wondering what's going on. But then, then there are people who, you know, who really, really like to, to be very hands-on. They're, they're handymen. They try to do all things. The other day, you know, Pastor Sue had a post and she was posting that she had a pair of pliers and I can't remember, was it a wrench or whatever because she was trying, attempting to fix her, her stand fan. So we like to fix things because we like to be in control of things. Now, I want you to see this. When Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 to 7 was written, when this proclamation was given, this, at this particular time, in the background of, of what was going on, Isaiah was a prophet to the southern kingdom, which is Judah. And that southern kingdom was actually, he was warning the southern kingdom of the impending downfall, of the attacks of the enemy and how it's going to be. And what happened was, 
King Ahaz was the king at that time. He made a, a, a what do you call this, an agreement. There was an attack from the north, okay? There was a huge army from the north that was, that was really very strong. So he was very afraid. But God had already given him instructions on how to deal with it. But instead of listening to God's instruction, he tried to fix things on his own. He tried to fix things on his own by making a deal with the Assyrian army. And he told the Assyrian army, you know, come on, help me, help me to fight, you know, these guys in the north. And that was exactly what the Assyrians did. They were so strong, they were powerful, and they fought the, the enemy in the north. And more than that, because they are so strong, they were now coming down and they even wanted to conquer Judah as well. So this was such a situation. In fact, the funny thing is this, the name Assyria, the name Assyria actually means to reason. Reason or reasoning. Reason or reasoning by memory or knowledge. Self-arrogance. That means whatever they already knew these things, you know, to be able to do it all by themselves. And that's a lot of times we like to do all these things. We like to be in control of situations. And when Isaiah wrote this thing, what was going on in the atmosphere at that point was this. These are the words. That was a time of trouble, darkness, and in anguish, gloom of anguish. Wow. It's found in Isaiah chapter 8, the last part, and also Isaiah chapter 9, in the beginning. And that was the situation around them. Darkness, trouble, anguish, gloom. And a lot of times when there is darkness, there's trouble, there's gloom and there's anguish. We try to work things out ourselves. We try to solve it ourselves. We try to do whatever we can to bring back that light, to bring back some hope. Some... We try, we tried so hard. King A has tried. But instead of listening to the voice of God, instead of listening to what He wanted them to do, he resorted to his own ideas. And as a result of that, there was this impending judgment. There was this darkness trouble around them. But there came the prophet Isaiah proclaiming this. For unto us a son is born. To us a child is given. A son is given. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We need to realize that there are some things that we cannot fix on our own. But the Prince of Peace can. To the worries and to the troubles and to the bullies, God's solution was not a bigger, a superman. God's solution was not a bigger bully. God's solution was a baby born in Bethlehem. And that was his solution then, his solution today.
It's not in anything else. But that source of peace is in the sun. This has been a very difficult message to prepare. This season has been anything but rest for me. I want the team to show, put up that picture. This is my mom. She is, um, in the last one month, she has had two major operations on her lung. Long story, but yes, two major operations on her lung. And the last operation was just on last Thursday. It was very major, she had major blood loss, and, uh, and one thing after another, she continues till today, right now, she is battling a very strong infection in the hospital, a lung infection. But this picture was taken 24 hours after the operation. She was in a lot of pain. And after that, you know, she, uh, we said goodbye to her, we had to go. She was still in the CICU. And we said goodbye to her, a very quick visit. And I took a picture of her. And immediately she held up the peace sign for me. She has taught me so much peace in this season. She doesn't have it all together. She's not out of the hospital yet. She's in so much pain. But yet, she's at peace with God. She's at peace with herself. And she's at peace with those around her. She knows that if God were to take her home, she's going back to the Father's house. She also knows if God was still to have her here on earth, she will keep battling on with the peace of God. I don't know what you are going through, but I want you to know God's peace was given to you freely in the form of His Son. He gave you that peace. The Prince of Peace is available for you. No one else, in nothing else can you find peace but in His Son, Jesus Christ. The Prince of Peace, the source of peace. And Jesus promises us His peace. Peace, I leave with you. Peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be worried or troubled. And that's why Philippians chapter 4 says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything in prayer and supplication, bring your prayers before the Lord. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity to receive this peace in your heart. You may have tried so many things to find that peace, perhaps in meditation, in medication, in all sorts of different things. 
But today, why not invite this Prince of Peace into your heart? He's the source of all peace. And He wants to give you peace today and forevermore. That you'll be able to rest at night, even though the situations around you may not be peaceful. But you know that the Prince of Peace is right there with you, helping you through that very season. If that's you, and if you want to receive this Prince of Peace into your life as your personal Savior and Lord, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, you know what I'm going through. I've tried to find peace in different places, but today I recognize that there is only one true peace that comes from you and you alone. Jesus, come into my life. Be the peace, be the Lord of my life, be my Savior. I receive you and I receive your peace. Be my Lord, guide me every step of the way. I surrender my life into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. If you have made that prayer and you've invited the Prince of Peace into your life, there's a link that's coming up in the YouTube. I want you to click on that link. Click on that link so that we can connect with you and we can resource you and help you journey along this life. And also, if not, you can also join us in that Zoom prayer after the service as well. For many of us who are watching here, Christmas is about the birth of the Prince of Peace. He's here to give you peace. He's here to give you rest. He's here to give you that assurance that He is holding all things together in spite of things not looking or not going the way that you wanted it to go or you thought it would go. He has a higher plan. He has got a much greater purpose for everything that is happening. And most of all, He gives you that peace to even rest in that assurance. And if you need peace today, let me pray for you. Let's pray together. Oh, Rabashika Ramasika Rabashana. Kiramashandalabasaka Rabashandarabaradiana. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray for every single person of God that needs the peace of God. Lord, you see what they are going through, the storms that are raging, Lord, the things that have been taken away from them, the things that are broken in their lives, shattered perhaps in a million pieces. That they have tried so hard to even put it back together by themselves. But God, I pray that today, even as we come before your presence, we surrender it all to you once again. And we recognize, oh God, we cannot do this 
on our own, but we need the Prince of Peace in our lives. The Prince of Peace to come in and to refresh and to renew us, to give us hope, oh God, and to give us that, that assurance that God, surely, 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 Lord, you are working something, oh God, in our midst, in my life, right now, in the name of Jesus. So right now I pray and I release your peace, that shalom, that irene, O oh God, to your people. Bring about wholeness, bring about completeness, O oh God. There will be no lack, no deficiency, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Body, soul, and spirit made whole in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you, O oh God, because Lord, you are the Lord that brings about that peace, the Prince of Peace, the source of it all. Pour your peace over our lives right now. Pour your peace over our families. Pour your peace over our business. Pour your peace over our careers. Pour your peace over everything of God in our lives. So that we can surely say it is well with our soul. Because you are there with us. We give you all the praise and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says, Amen. And amen. God bless you. I want you to know that our Zoom prayer room is open for prayer. So if you need personal prayer, dial into our Zoom right now. And the pastors and ministers are there to minister to you personally. And also just, re- just, just pray along, trusting God to do something and have breakthrough in your life. And for those of you who are able to, to come up for service next week, we're going to see you and we'll greet you even in physically on site here and still continue to see you online as well. God bless you.